The following program is brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations, and the views and opinions may not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this station. Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, they've got too many people at Burning Man in the desert. Disney and Alaska Airlines are changing policies, and the changes might impact you. Details coming up next. At 3.20, we make you a smarter traveler with tips on why August is a great time to vacation, parking changes at suburban hotels, and why the cost of travel travel is going up. While tens of thousands were worshiping in the desert this week, Tom went on a mission of his own to Las Vegas to participate in a big-time blackjack tournament. How did he do? Well, no 20s hanging from his pockets, but I think there's a story here. Tom's <laughs> Tales of Blackjack at 325. Well, you ever lose your luggage while traveling? Well, Gwen Duncan has some lost luggage tips for us coming up at 3.35. Back a few months ago, we interviewed a young man who had started a rideshare company called Go Go Grandparent. The company is growing and reports from local riders call it a success. Justin Bogard, self-proclaimed professional grandson, joins us at 3.50. Well, a happy Labor Day weekend to you, and we are here laboring as always just for you. Labor of love, I might add, for Mark and I, and we welcome you to the Travel Guys. Welcome, everyone, to the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, as always, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Beautiful uh, Sunday afternoon. I hope your Labor Day weekend is uh, going well, uh, that you're you're not laboring, uh, unless it's, the like us, the labor of love, you know, uh, puttering, puttering around in the yard or whatever. Mosey over to the radio station on Sunday afternoon in the middle of the three-day and mm-hmm. say hi to Tom and Gwen and do a little radio program for the next hour. That is the plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, generally, I do a lot of, uh, of course, now that I'm mostly retired, I do a lot of puttering around and chores anyway. But this is... You know, this is an excuse to not be in the backyard uh, digging or whatever. I can just come in and it's nice and cool and do what I I, I enjoy best. And that's uh, being with you, Mark, here on the radio. Your wife yeah. tells me that she has a, a, a nonstop honeydew list for you there. <laughs> and uh, so not, not to make not to be running off to too many blackjack tournaments because she has things that she needs for you to do. Well, I, I drug her along, and uh-huh. I, w- I will share with you a, a, a you little bit of You drugged your what, wife and took a, her along. A little bit of what her experience would be like <laughs> if you have a family member that might be engaged in a <laughs> any kind of a tournament, for that matter. Well, let's see. We got a lot of ground to cover, and I know, Mark, you got a great list of stuff that's going on in the travel news. If, unless you have something else, all right, let's make it happen. Off to the travel news we go. At the top of every Travel Guys radio show, this is what you get. Mark, hey, give um, it to us. and it's just kind of cool because our music, our theme music for the news, comes from Huey Lewis and the news. Right. And uh, so Huey has a musical premiering in San Diego this week that he hopes is on its way to Broadway. The Heart of Rock and Roll 
premieres at the Old Globe Theater in San Diego on September the 6th. Now, at least you be confused and think this is a life story of Huey Lewis in the news or something. No, not so much. It is a uh, uh, it's a musical with a, a plot that doesn't have anything to do with Huey Lewis. The show centers around a guy named Bobby and his band in Chicago. And uh, so and to get a shot of their dreams, they have to go to California and so anyways, it's uh, it's premiering in San Diego this week at a theater that has done 36 pre-Broadway musical premieres and 31 of them have turned into Broadway musicals. So there's a pretty good chance that Huey Lewis and the News will be on Broadway before too long. I can tell you my Huey Lewis and the News fans, uh-huh. and I'd be one of them, are very, very interested in this. There was, a, you know, online you can... Uh, you can see an interview with uh, with Huey. I think it was Channel Five out of San Diego, and and he mentions that uh, all of the people that were putting this together immersed themselves in uh, Huey Lewis and the News music for like nonstop for like days. Wow! And through that, they were inspired that there was a story there about a guy. Uh huh. And it is somewhat depicted in the in the music, and thus uh, the 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 story that was written to go with uh, with the songs. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, we had Carol King, and we've had uh, the Jersey Boys, and so now it's time to now we're, we're we're moving on. So I'm sure this will not be the last of the '60s, '70s, and '80s uh, rock bands that we will and, and entertainers that mm-hmm. we will see on on Broadway. Pretty cool, Huey, Huey Lewis. And the news. Remember, not it's not specifically about them, but it will have some of their music involved. All right, um, less uh, positive news here. Earlier this last week, JetBlue announced that they were increasing their baggage fees for all tickets bought after the 27th of August from 25 to $30. I turned to some people in my office and I said, you know what? Won't be but a few days. The other guys will match this. Word comes from United Airlines on Friday that they have matched JetBlue's increase in the baggage fees. So if you're buying, if you bought a ticket since uh, Wednesday on JetBlue or Friday on United and want to bet that American and Delta are like minutes behind them, I can't believe that they won't raise theirs next week. The United folks had this comment to make about the extra five bucks you'll be paying for their bags as we continue to make investments that make travel on United better. We are making adjustments to our checked bag fees in select markets. That would be all of them. Uh, most of which have not changed in eight years, the airline said in an email. These changes allow us to continue investing in the overall customer experience in today's marketplace. So I will just ask our listeners, as you board an airplane with a ticket that you purchased after the 1st of September on any of the major carriers, and you pay an extra $5 for your bag, I want to know from you when you get home, was that experienced in, how was the experience enhanced? How did the airline spend that extra 5 bucks to make your experience better? Because that's what they're telling us is that, this is an investment in the quality of our experience. Horse feathers. This is an investment in better profits for the airlines. They never could make a buck until they started charging us for baggage. And now one guy had the, had, had the courage to go from 25 to 30. And so everybody sees that as a license to, hey, let's join them at the, at the $30 window, shall we? Well, uh, I know you fly United uh, a lot more frequently than I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a feeling that I will be asking you. Uh-huh. About that improved experience uh, next time uh, we I'm get I'm sure together. it's amazing. I think now that what United is going to do, that when you when you go to baggage claim, they'll have a person who will personally deliver the baggage to each person in baggage claim. Of course, in Sacramento, uh, considering that we have no real help at United Baggage anymore, it usually takes about three, four days for your baggage to show up. Why, that, that should be easy for them to handle all of that. All right, let's go out to Burning Man in the desert. 
Um, the Burning Man organization reports that the population of Black Rock City has dipped below 70,000, allowing it to again admit burners more freely into the event. Something horrible happened on Thursday. They only have a permit from BLM, Bureau of Land Management, for 70,000 people. My guess is that the BLM people are there counting the entrance somehow, because otherwise, how would they know that the tenants had risen to 70,358 as of Thursday afternoon? So what they did was they stopped admitting people. Wow. And nobody could go in until somebody came out. Now, you would think that people would go early in the week because this is like a $400 ticket. But what happens is that many people show up for the burning of the man, which is the big to do, which mm-hmm. now, of course, mm-hmm. has happened. And uh, and then head for home. So uh, if you if you were planning on dropping into Burning Man at the end of the celebration, you might not have made it in. What a bummer to drive all the way out in the middle of the desert. Yeah, it's a long ways out there. And, yeah. Anyways, at TravelGuysRadio.com, we pulled, um, there is a USA Today story. If you've never burn, been to Burning Man and you'd like to see a little bit of what it's about in a G-rated format, I might add, there's about 60 or 70 pictures from USA Today. Uh, Sports Leisure, I mean, uh, TravelGuysRadio.com will get you the website, and there's a list there, and you can take a look at some of the pictures of some of the goings-on at Burning Man, if you look at those pictures, it will give you a very good idea of some of the G-rated stuff that goes on in the desert. And other than other than a little public nudity, there really isn't too much else that is a, a horrid. Yeah, this this long shot though, I don't know if you got your magnifying glass out, you might be shocked. <laughs> It looked real close, oh, but goodness. it looks like it's probably true. United President defends charging fees for family to sit together because he says that's what we do. Um, people were commenting to the United President Scott Turby told an online interview that charging a fee to allow parents to sit with their children is justified because, after all, that's what we do. And he used the example of, he said, if you go to a concert and you want tickets down front, of course, you pay more money. And if you're willing to take tickets in nosebleed, you paid less. I didn't see anything about his analysis that had anything to do with families sitting together. If I want to buy more money on an airplane to pay to sit in first class or to sit in seats with more legroom, fine. If I've got my family, they're certainly going with me. But to use that as some kind of a justification for um, what what planet is this guy subscribing to? I mean, seriously, if a family makes a reservation and it doesn't make it at the last minute. They're not if they sign up for basic economy, then they're basically saying scatter us around the airplane. But if you show up and you play by the rules, there should be no reason. And for an airline executive to say that's what we do, good grief, I'd be embarrassed. Disney uh, Cruise Line has adjusted their payment and cancellation policies is not good news for consumers because now instead of 60 days before departure, your payments are due 90 days before departure, which means that the period of time of which you are in jeopardy is growing from 60 to 90 days of losing more of your deposits and the monies that you've paid. So consider travel insurance for those things. Not good news. More not good news from Alaska Airlines. If you have a support and emotional support animal, Alaska has joined the crowd now by saying you can only bring one of them with you on the plane. No more multiple support animals on Alaska Airlines, even if they're, you know, a miniature pony, a miniature pony. Yes. Yeah. Which are unfortunately dogs, have, cats and miniature ponies are still r- on the list. R- right. I can't go with just one of my miniature ponies. You, How would I decide? United Airlines has announced a variety of new international routes, the highlight of which is nonstop year round service from San Francisco to Amsterdam. And that is your travel news for today. And we are your travel guys uh, for today, Mark and Tom. And let's see here. Coming up after the break. 
Time to make you a smarter traveler, talking about whether it's a good idea to be traveling in August uh, and uh, more tips on the cost of travel, because my friends, as you might expect, it's going up. That's next on The Travel Guy. Welcome, everyone. Again, we are the Travel Guys. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano We're here every Sunday from 3 to 4. Brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And our special guest, Gwen Duncan, right next to me here, coming up at uh, around 3.35. She's going to make you a somewhat smarter traveler in regards to dealing with lost luggage. Mark, what you got for us here on our well, Smarter Traveler segment? I got a bunch of stuff. First of all, if you we've talked about this several times, but this is really important to note. If you belong to the Marywood, Mer- Marywood, to the Marriott or Starwood frequent guest programs, when they started to move together, you had to go in and link your, your programs so that if you stayed in one hotel, you'd get credit in the other. Now you have to go in and combine the actual physical things that are in your two programs. So if you haven't done that, you need to do it. And also, um, if you haven't been to your account and you're a Marriott or Starwood person, you should go there and just check out to make sure your guests, your stays are showing up, that your point total is what it's supposed to be. Some people have reported some glitches. They appear to be few and far between, but some people have had them and they're continuing to show up. So if you're a Marriott or a Starwood person, I would suggest that you take a minute or two, go to your frequent guest accounts and make sure that everything is well. We talked a little bit, Tom, uh, mentioned in the headlines about how some places are that you wouldn't think would be great summer destinations are in the month of August. I saw this uh, story, and there's a a complete, the whole story is at TravelGuysRadio.com. It's an NPR story. When Paris empties out in August, some are happy to stay. And basically, this is what happens also in New York City, happens in Washington, D.C., because Congress goes on uh, hiatus. Uh, New York City, it's a a lot of the people there go on vacation themselves. So the number, the, the traffic drops down, the number of people that you're competing with for restaurant reservations and theater tickets and the like drops off uh, fairly fairly significantly. Of course, what one thing it doesn't drop off is the weather. The weather in New York City and in Paris in the summertime can be really not pleasant. But if you're willing to put up with that chance, you can not only can you get some slightly better prices, but you can get fewer people to compete with for everything that you're doing. Think about buying tickets for attractions in towns and, and, and making uh, reservations for restaurants and things like that. Uh, Good thing on our website, uh, Chris Elliott has come up with a list of all of the uh, hotel resort fees in different cities. Which cities have the most expensive resort fees at TravelGuysRadio.com. You can find an entire list. And here is a lady who on Chris Elliott's website today is talking about the how parking charges for suburban hotels are showing up all over the place. And this uh, lady relates that when the uh, Hilton Garden Inn in El Segundo uh, charged a parking fee and she asked about it, she was told, well, all the hotels around here charge for parking. So, see, it's the same thing as the resort fee coming up. Right. And pretty soon you're going to have a hotel that charges you a resort fee and the parking is not included, which happens in Hawaii quite frequently. But you're going to start seeing it domestically. The one thing about resort fees now is that at least... If parking and internet are included in it, at least there is some value there if you're driving a car and using a computer. Right. Uh, but if you're not doing those things, the, the, the value is kind of questionable. Now, and we're, I'm seeing this more and more, 
So, and what happens frequently is their website will say that there's no parking fee. And when you get there, there's a five or $10 a night fee. So make sure that if you're staying in a suburban property, remember we were talking a couple weeks ago on the show about screenshots. So sometimes something like that can be of value to you. Get there and they say, well, it's 10 bucks a night to park, dude. Uh, sorry about that. And you say, well, yeah, but wait a minute here on your website, I can show you that it says that parking is free. So um, that might be a way that you can take care of some of that stuff. And then finally, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, travel and why it has gotten why it, one reason that travel is getting a little bit more expensive. And the reason for that is because uh, minimum wage has gone up around the country. And in some places, minimum wage has gone up fairly significantly. In Seattle, it's $15 an hour now. In Washington, D.C., it's gone up, I believe, to something in the 12 to $13 range. And it will continue to go up on a sliding scale until it gets to 15 What this means is that many of the people who work in the travel industry, who assist us every day, who wait on us and provide service to us, fit into that minimum wage category. And so when their wages go up, it is naturally going to have an impact on the price of travel, the price of restaurants and hotels and everything because those people's labor charges are built in there. So if you're out and you're seeing a little bit, I'm, we're, the reason this comes up is I'm pricing tours for our annual catalog at Sports Leisure Vacations and I can see that uh, prices are, they're up about five to maybe seven, eight percent over the course of um, over the course of a year's time, yeah, is uh, based on year to year to year to year. It, does it seem is it a little more or a little less than the past? I would say it's slightly more, and that's why I make this point about the minimum wage. Is that it seems that in places like Washington D.C. in the Pacific Northwest, some other places where the minimum wage has gone up, perhaps a little more or a little faster it has caused the price of travel to go up a little bit more. So when you're out there traveling and you see that and you're thinking, wow, you know, that was 17 bucks. It was just 15 bucks last year. Just know that some of that increase is going so that people are making a living wage so that they can, you know, actually pay their bills and not have to rely on public assistance, which ultimately comes back to the taxpayer anyway. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's one of the reasons travel is a little bit more expensive is because some of the people on the bottom level of, of, everything are getting a few more bucks. And as someone who travels, if you are lucky enough to be able to have the money to be able to afford to travel, then I would suggest that one of the things you can do as a good traveler is help support other people to have living wages in the places where you where you go so that the folks who are serving you um, can go home at night and, and pay their bills and have food for their family. So that's one of the things that's causing travel um, to go up just a little bit. So that's the end of my Smarter Traveler list for the for the week. But Thomas... You were down in Las Vegas. You 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 went. Lots of people want to do this. Yes, and you did it. I did. I did. Uh, you know, I think everybody who is uh, involved with the rewards program uh, that goes to casinos will will get these emails, and uh, and I got the one from Harris. Uh, it's part of uh, uh, Total Rewards because they a lot of the casinos all use Total Rewards as their uh, as their card uh -huh. rather than the individual one per hotel. And they invited me to a uh, an elimination blackjack tournament, and I wouldn't necessarily go to a, a straight up card uh, tournament such as uh, Texas Hold'em because I'm just not experienced, but. I played a lot of blackjack, and uh -huh. I thought this would be fun. And, of course, you know, the... So the, what did it cost? The hotels are always good at finding a way to get you there. First of all, uh, up to three nights free uh, in the room uh -huh. uh, and uh, no entry fee. Oh, yeah, wow. which And then, you know, this is the thing. If you do get invited to one of these and you're tempted to go, be sure to check and make sure that you're not using your money. 
Okay. They may say, uh, you know, that it's uh, you're invited, Wait. but you want to make sure that it's a free entry. Now, this particular tournament actually allowed people, if they crapped out early, uh, let's say in the first round, you could buy in uh-huh. for $100 and take another try. And I saw, I saw people lined up... Uh, 30 40 50 people lined up to buy back in so they so they made they made some money there ah okay so you get in for free but then once you're eliminated you can get back in for a fee at, at a certain point before they get to the second round okay. but but anyway i i managed to uh, fake my way through a, a couple of rounds and yeah. uh, you know the thing is is if you do get an invite uh, look into it and say yes uh, and once you get there, they will hand out the rules. Uh-huh. My recommendation is do read the rules. <laughs> there are things like no talking to the other players, no talking to somebody that may be standing behind you because you could be kicked out of the tournament right then and there. So it's a little more formal than a blackjack table in a casino. It is, you know, and here again, I could go into a lot of details, but look it up. Uh, the rules on playing in a, uh, or how the game is played for an elimination tournament, because you're not playing against the dealer you're playing against the, the people with you the other players the other players and the, basically it's a matter of uh of not losing more than they do because everybody's <laughs> going to lose to the dealer so the thing is is to is to have more chips than they do so at the end of a designated time it's right. whoever has the most chips goes on 20 hands at the end of 20 hands uh-huh. the top two move on right at the end of 17 they count and everybody gets to know how much everybody has uh-huh. you can eye it but they help you out. Uh-huh. They will. They will tell you what that like in, is. Like in poker, you want to know how much the other guy has, so you know how much to bet. Exactly, and, and then you'll have you know three more go rounds to see if you can make it to the top of the heap. But a lot of fun. You know, I made it two rounds. I I lost out in the third round. And the thing to do if you don't make it and you had your hopes and you were very excited about playing is go see a show. <laughs> we we went to see we went to see Love uh-huh. and you must see it if you're there and you're trying to decide what show to go go see Love it's at the Mirage uh, that'll take your mind off of everything for days to come. <laughs> Best places to eat. There's a new Toby Keith's at the Harris. Uh, get the cheeseburger uh, with uh, with the with actually has um um. You know, um, I don't know what it has. Yeah. Anyway, get the, get the cheeseburger and and try out Guy Fieri's Vegas there between the Lincoln Harris. Before it closes, because guys, restaurants don't stay open very often. After the news, Gwen Duncan is here with tips on your baggage. Tom will come back and tell you how to get your money back from Blackjack. We are the Travel Guys. Boy, where did you find that one? Huh? I, you know, you know it's just, I think it's, it, it's, it's cool. Look at it. It's a lounge chair for women who are well endowed. Oh, if you're just joining us here on the Travel Guys, <laughs> Mark is explaining to us what I'm looking at when I went yeah. to TravelGuysRadio.com. Yeah. Uh, and about the third item down there talks about a lounge chair uh, for women. Yes. With, of course, women with breasts, well, I might point out. Well, yes, but women who are but with Laura, who if you set, laid down in a lounge chair, right. it, would, it would be uncomfortable. So what this chair has is an expandable area where your breasts would be so that it can expand. 
And then it has a little window so that if you're face down, you can, you know, be re- be looking at your phone and stuff like that, which I think is ingenious. Travelguysradio.com. And right below that is um, the Spanish town every year has this thing where people come to the town to pelt each other with tomatoes. You know, the Spanish are also the people who run through the street with the bulls and stuff, too. So, um, But anyway, that's that's on there. There's uh, the Burning Man story and all the Burning Man pictures and uh, Chris Elliott's uh, resort fees. And then there's uh, another website for unclaimedbaggage.com, which brings us to our next guest here, Ms. Gwen Duncan. Hello. Hello there. Welcome, Gwen. Thanks uh, for joining <laughs> us today. So, Gwen, um, you know... It, uh, the airlines are getting much better at lost luggage. It does not happen as often as it used to. Um, systems are better, and airlines can often tell you where your luggage is, you know, even if it's not with you. And now, heaven forbid, they even have to give you back your money if your bag doesn't show up. Used to be you paid them, and they didn't have to give you the money back for not performing the service. So, Gwen, you've got some some tips and some notes here for people who lose their baggage. Share with us. Yes. Now, you mentioned that... Um uh, the statistics have gotten better. Actually, because they're charging fees for baggage, mm-hmm. a lot of people are doing carry-on. So it's kind of a false, false um, statistic. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. But so they're anyway, losing fewer bags because they're handling fewer bags. That's right. That's okay, right. That makes sense. I've I've gone through and, and you'll be putting this on your website, I'm sure, about the uh, three airlines that are the best and the ones that are the worst mm-hmm. for for losing luggage. And then if you do uh, have your um, luggage lost, there's a company out of Alabama that buys um, a set amount of luggage from each of the airlines. Did you and, know that, Tom? If your luggage, if, if, if the, the airline finds your luggage and there's no way to get it back to you, you know, there's no way, there's nothing identifying in it or anything. Yeah. And it ends up in Alabama. It's like a giant, uh, you know, a th- thrift store. Yeah, that's what it, it is. People go there and they can, they can buy, go your and buy your stuff. Yeah, they can buy your stuff. Yeah, they can exactly. buy your stuff. Um, and I do have on um, on the website. I think I dirty sent underwear you and all information about um, how to get there. But but it's kind of um, the the stories that I'm hearing about people who've gone there. They were a little bit disappointed because it was overpriced stuff. And it's also sad. Well, because I would a lot hope of, so. I have good stuff. I well, would they hope say that you see been... wedding rings and everything there, and wedding dresses and all kinds of stuff. Why would you put stuff? your wedding ring in your I don't know. That, that, could be, that could be a show unto itself. That's I mean, right. in, in regards to whether you, you get to look in the bag uh-huh. before you buy it, or do you actually, buy it? Oh, I sight all, unseen. Actually, I think everything. you're a little bit behind this, because I actually, I think they already did a show about yeah. that place. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, back to this other stuff. There are... Uh, usually a, an airline doesn't consider bags lost until about 21 days. Okay. But if you are arriving at an airport, this has happened to me three times this year already, So, but I haven't, I mean, I've gotten it back uh, because of the systems, like what Mark said, that there are ways that you can track it. And you can, you can track it. When you got your um, your luggage tag, they mm-hmm. give it to you. Don't throw that information oh, no. away. Yeah, hang on uh, that. Because when you get, like happened to me last week, I got into Sacramento my luggage, my sister and I had, had checked it. My luggage wasn't there. And I went immediately over to the airport um, baggage claim. And you should do that within four hours. Now, I, I've had people say, oh, I, I, they didn't do it for a couple of days. That's ridiculous. But anyway, uh, I've had it wh- happen when I got all the way home. And finally, they called me and they said, oh, we found your luggage. And it was in the parking lot. Somebody picked it up by accident, got all the way to their car, decided it wasn't theirs. And Ooh. then they... But anyway, uh, a couple of hints. Number one, you want to file a claim, and um, you've got to be really careful about 
um, uh, saving receipts. How many? How many people keep their receipts with them? Of everything now this they is the purchase? deal. The, the airline is saying, well, you know, what? What did you pay for this? And you bought, you know, this pair of Dockers five years ago, and you don't remember what you paid for them. Of course, the airline's not going to write. The airline's not going to pay you what you paid for them anyway. They're going to pay you a percentage of what you paid for so them. So you're saying save your receipts for everything? Well, that's what Gwen is saying, but I'm just saying it's ridiculous for an airline to expect you to save okay. receipts for things that you bought right. years ago. There was a Montreal convention that was done in 1999, and that's it wasn't until then that the airlines were required to do anything for us. And then after that, then so they now there to. is it. Now there are rules minimum, yeah, that minimum say that you maximum. and also maximums. Yeah. So and it's it's so don't. But for God's sake, why would you put you know like valuable jewelry and things like why? First of all, why would you carry that at all when you're traveling? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because cruise ships and stuff like that. There's no reason to. I mean, unless you're just going to show off, and all you're doing is making yourself a target. You're asking. That's for right. Problems. And you can buy excess value at the airport. Five dollars. Just ten dollars for every additional thousand dollars but like i told mark why would somebody check something that was really valuable so do you uh say yes or no to luggage insurance check your credit card see if it'll do it Uh ah see that's a good point is that a lot of this stuff is covered by people have you should read the terms of your credit card agreement Mm -hmm. especially as it comes to travel you may find that you have particularly for things like lost luggage. You may find that you have some deals that you didn't have before. Gwen, um, besides filing, you said that the airlines have a rule about how long you can wait. They don't consider your bag to be permanently lost till 21 days, but isn't there a limit of 30 or 60 days or something of how long you can wait? Every one of them are different. Uh, United uh, has like four hours. You have to play your claim, not your claim, but report it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some of them it's seven days. But you want to get familiar by checking each one of the airlines and see what their rules are and follow their rules because they're different. But Everyone you want to file different. a report before you, you leave the airport. You have to file a claim. Yes. You and here's a, a claim. for Road Warriors, here's an idea. Um, that I've used a couple of times on the road. You check in late. You're not sure if your bag made it or not. So as soon as you land, you go downstairs to where the baggage carousel is, and the baggage office has no line because, of course, nobody knows whose bags haven't come yet. So I just slip into the baggage office and show them my my uh, baggage claims thing and say, did this? Did my bag make the plane? And they just go in there and they say, oh, yes, Mr. Hoffman, it's on the ramp right now. So no. then I know to wait. Or if they tell me, one time they said it didn't make the plane. So now I don't have to stand there and wait. I can give all my information and I'm out of the airport. So that's it's, right. Just kind a little, of a heads up. That's a little kind road of. warrior uh, hedge there. It's a, you know. Yeah, thing. but they do scan those those luggage tags. You well, know, they the do. Now thing. they're scanned they all the time. Yeah, so, I had a nonstop and they still went sent to Memphis. Uh-huh. I mean, it's ridiculous. But okay. at least you could find out. So we went. got about a minute here, Gwen. You have any last tips for folks who whose bag doesn't show up? Oh, gosh. Well, um, oh, gosh, unclaimed bags. Well, I guess what I would say is that you can keep calling. I was very fortunate. The South, Southwest will pay you $50 to come and get it if they find it. But really? I just tell them, no, just deliver it to me. Well, and of course, bag delivery. And so if you lose your bag and you think it's going to show up at your house, like because the next plane's in two hours, no, because yeah. the next plane, it's going to be 24 or 36 hours. And That's indeed, right. if you have to go to the airport in order to get your bag, make sure that you negotiate with the airline Yes, that, you know, I want a $50 voucher or something like that if I'm coming out. And it get, is negotiable. Because they have to pay a company to be able to deliver those suitcases. So if you if 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 you're going out to pick it up, 
then it should be worth something to them that you came to pick up your your own bag. Yes. And, now, and now that you get to uh, tag your own bag now these days, uh, as you're tagging it, be sure to keep the part you're supposed to keep, okay? Yes. I've seen people throw those away and... People give them back to them. All right. Quinn, thank you so much. Don't forget now, go to TravelGuysRadio.com, right down there in blue, unclaimedbaggage.com. And you can also see the Spanish people throwing tomatoes at each other in the beach chair for women with large whatever. (laughs) Anyways, uh, when we come back, go, go, grandparent. We are going to give you an update on the newest in ride share for folks who don't have a smartphone but still need a ride. Coming up next on the Travel Guys. I'm on my Mark and Tom, we're the travel and entertainment guys on KFBK, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And it's time to revisit an entrepreneur that we spoke to not that many months ago, uh, Justin Bogard. And Justin's title is Professional Grandson. He's got a very cool product that, uh, Mark, I understand that some of your travelers have already been using. Tell us a little bit more about it. Well, the reason we've asked Justin to come back on the program is because our listeners, and some of them are sports leisure travelers, are telling us that uh, that they're using this service and that they're really happy with it. And uh, the relative of one of the ladies who travels with us uh, told me, sent me a note and said, wow, this is just really a great service. So I thought that we needed to have Justin back on the program so that he can explain to people who didn't hear the first time about how this uh, this great service works. Go, go, grandparent. Justin, welcome back to the Travel Guys. Thank you both, Mark and Tom. Pleasure to be here. So tell us, if, if you would, Justin, almost everybody knows how Uber and Lyft and the other ride-sharing services work. You have an app on your phone, you summon a car, uh, the car comes, takes you where you need to go, and the payment is done electronically. Tell us how Go, Go, Grandparent works, and specifically, there's a way for... If my mother, for example, had gotten a ride from you and she was on the way to uh, to the doctor, for, there's a way for me to be able to know where she is and what's going on and all that stuff. Can you explain all that to our listeners? Happy to do so, yeah. So um, from the perspective of your mother using GoGo, she would call, um, and, and uh, our number is 855-464-6872. I'll be sure to say that a couple more times. Um, and uh, she would call... Speak with one of our 24-7 operators, um, register herself, register her home address, register you as a family member, um, and then uh, she would be free to start scheduling rides right away, or she could wait to call when she wants to take a trip. And uh, let's say the day comes where she needs to go to the grocery store or what have you, she calls uh, GoGo, um, presses 1, uh, or she can speak to an operator, but she either presses 1 for call a ride to her home or presses 0 for the operator orders the ride. Um, we put a request out uh, through Lyft or Uber, um, though we do typically use Lyft. Uh, then when the driver is assigned, GoGo will start kind of screening and um, monitoring that ride. Uh, we're screening for things like uh, willingness to work with our clients, car sizes that aren't too big or too small, uh, has space for ambulatory equipment um, or guide dogs or what have you. Um, we'll, we'll contact that driver uh, pass on any notes about your mom's account um, and uh, just kind of get them you know, up to speed with the, the details. If they choose to accept that ride, then 
um, we monitor it as it goes pick up your mom. Your mom gets a call four minutes before the driver arrives, heads outside, um, jumps in the car, tells the driver where she wants to go, or if she already told the operator where she wants to go, she doesn't have to tell the driver, um, gets taken there. And then after the ride, if she has an email on file, we'd email her her receipt, or we would um, call her if she doesn't have an email on file and just read the receipt uh, of, of what that trip costs to her. Um, and we would just then bill her debit or credit card. Justin, let me jump in here. Um, yeah. And there's a way for there's a way for relatives to know where mom That's is right. along the way too. That's right. When your mom registered you as her family member, your experience with GoGo, usually most family members' first experience with GoGo, is a text message that just says, "Hi, your mom registered for GoGo. This is a link to what our website is, and we'll keep you updated as you know things happen." Um, you can choose to opt out if you want to, but most folks don't. And then whenever your mom takes a trip, we uh, notify you that, well, we actually just notify you with whatever the status of that trip is. So when she requests the ride, we let you know that a car is on their way to pick her up, give you the information about the driver, the driver's phone number, driver's license plate. Um, and uh, if there's a problem with the trip, you'll receive a notification letting you know that Go goes on. Go goes on top of it, uh, doing what we need to do to make sure that we get another driver out there. Um, and then when the trip's completed, you're told where uh, you're, you're told when it's completed and where she's at um, for that peace of mind that you were mentioning earlier. Well, our guest is Justin Bogart. He is the creator of Go Go Grandparent, a way for people that don't have smartphones to be able to use a phone number to be able to uh, get ride shares working for you. Uh, by the way, if you go to travelguysradio.com, we have a link to the website. And, you know, uh, the things that we're talking about may sound a little bit confusing to some, you know, whether you're uh, someone who might use this or you have family members that might. Uh, if you go there, there are real easy to follow instructions and uh you know, and features and family updates and so forth. So, so check that out. Justin, what has been the biggest challenge of developing a rideshare program for, uh, for mature adults? Yeah, the thing that we were the most surprised by was the level of monitoring that we have to enforce with drivers. All the rideshare companies today are what we like to say uh, self-serve. You kind of have to be on top of it every step of the way. You really can't put your phone down um, once you order a ride because something can happen. That car might not show up. You might get billed. Um, and then even uh, even when the driver arrives, they might be a couple doors down. Uh, GPS systems are not, you know, what they need to be yet. Um, and, and things can just go wrong. Now, you were, uh, you're saying, are you, are you referencing the person who made the call to... Uh to get the ride, that they need to stay on their phone until the, the driver arrives. Is that what you're saying? That's right. It engages the, the requester, and they have to be just on top of it every step of the way. And, um, and that's, that's usually where most things go wrong. Uh, we, we did a um, kind of a test in the early days to see uh, this was really before we had 24-7 operators, and it's also one of the reasons why we ended up going with 24-7 operators. But in the early days, we had no operators, and we wanted to see how many of these rides would successfully complete without any sort of intervention <laughs> on our part. Mm -hmm. And one out of four, uh, between one out of four and one out of three, 
were were failing and just the passenger was getting really upset they weren't getting where they needed to go drivers were confused they were canceling people were getting charged it was a total disaster and so that's when we really committed to the 24 cus- 24 7 customer service um, all of our professional grandchildren are uh, using technology to monitor these rides and then they intervene whenever stuff goes wrong and unfortunately stuff is going wrong all the time um, but that was the thing that was the, probably the most unexpected about the whole whole ordeal justin let me ask you a couple of quick things here um go go grandparent is available in lots of places now is it that's right yeah uh, we have callers in over nine thousand cities every u.s state and canada Wow, wow, that is that is amazing. And this service, that, full disclosure here, this service costs a little bit more than a standard Uber or Lyft ride because there's an extra company involved and there's all of this monitoring and, and there's an extra level of service involved. Um, tell our listeners, if you can, uh, approximately, what's the extra cost of using GoGo Grandparents service? Absolutely, yeah. It's about an extra 3 to $4 per completed ride as you mentioned, goes to cover the cost of the 24-7 operators, our, our code base, and that, and that development. It also includes um, uh, any complaints that a person has. We process those for no additional fare, and, and usually we're able to get disputes back. Uh, it covers the ride monitoring um, and the family notification. So, Justin, let me just ask you, has this become a 24-7 job yet for you? or How are you handling the expansion of GoGo Grandparent it sounds like you're an entrepreneur. It's not a huge organization, obviously. Give us a 30-second insight into running a ride-sharing service. Yeah, well, it actually it kind of started 24-7 for us. So when we switched on to 24-7 operators, my co-founder, David Lung, and I were the 24-7 operators. So we were getting, <laughs> we were getting called, you know, we eventually decided that we had to start charging for the service. At that point, it wasn't being, we weren't charging any additional fee, but then we, we got called uh, every night at 3 a.m., between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. for three weeks in a row from the East Coast callers, and that's when we decided, okay, <laughs> we, we need to start charging and hiring for it. Um, and since then, we've kind of just uh, been trying to keep that same ethos. We, as we hire someone to fill a role, it frees up our time to start thinking about how to improve the quality of the code base and how to improve the quality of the products and, and additional products that we can offer people. Uh, for example, today we just launched um, our family dashboard, which is a way for loved ones not just to receive text messages, but also to log into a website, schedule rides in advance, and just make other uh, management decisions with a account. Justin, I'm going to warn you right now. Mark and I, when we first started uh, dealing with or you know, talking about ride sharing on the radio, one of the things that we did was uh, uh, I actually uh, called up a ride share, a Lyft. We did a Lyft one way and an Uber the other way, live on the radio. And they came and picked me up here at the radio station, took me a few miles away. And uh, I did a report the whole time as to how it worked and how it was going. Mark, I think we ought to uh, take a grandma, a go-go grandparent uh, for a, a test run one of these days. Justin, uh, are, are you ready for us to give that a try live on the radio? Uh, sure, absolutely. That sounds great. Uh, I'd be happy to give I... you guys a credit, too. 
so that, you know, just in case anything goes wrong, no personal thoughts <laughs> you know, taken from either of you. All right, Mark. Justin, I definitely admire you. Um, it's, it has to be a tremendous amount of work, and thank you for letting us uh, take a little bit of your time once again here. You've come up with something really cool. You seem to be a great guy. I wish you all the success in the world, and I hope that uh, a few months down the road we can bother you again and get you to come back as Go Go Grandparent becomes a little bigger. Let me remind our listeners, go to TravelGuysRadio.com. There you can see the link to the website. We'll put the phone number up there, everything that you need uh, to be able to get set up for yourself or a member of your family. Justin, thank you again for your time. My pleasure, folks. Have a good one. Well, that just about wraps up another edition of the Travel Guys. Remember, visit TravelGuysRadio.com for links to everything we talk about on the show. All kinds of bizarre stuff, including those pictures of Burning Man we were talking about. If you've never <laughs> been there, it's your opportunity to, and it's G-rated, so you can you can have the grandchildren standing behind you at the computer. We are out of here for this week. Remember, to dance like nobody's watching. Thomas, I'll see you next week. All righty then. All of you, stay well. Uh, we'll see you next time.